the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Always Right Radio with Bob France on The Answer. All right, 933, let's bring him in. Uh, We've got Congressman Max Miller waiting in the wings here. He's got some work to do today, so we've got limited time. We're going to dive right in. Uh, Congressman Miller, good to have you back on the program. How are you this morning? Doing okay, Bob. How are you doing? Doing all right myself. Thanks for for coming in. So uh, we got a few things we want to hit. Um, one of which was an announcement you made um, uh, a couple of days ago, or maybe it was over the weekend, about revoking your endorsement of congressional candidate uh, candidate uh, Craig Riddell. Craig was or was and still is running in a primary against J.R. Majewski as they both fight to be able to try to take that seat away from Marcy Kaptur, one of the worst members of Congress, I think, in 30 years. And she's been there for like all 30 of them. But you endorsed Craig Riddell. You have revoked that endorsement uh, over an audio recording that was released. Can you tell us why? Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than happy to share uh, why I made that decision. And it's pretty simple. Over the course of the last several months, as Craig has been campaigning, and I want to make something clear. I don't think Craig is a bad guy. Craig is, is a great guy. He's still in the race, uh, and I hope he does well. But I can't support someone who asked me to help him get Trump support. And, and, and to me, when I heard that audio in the full context, not the clips that were cut up, but in the full 17-minute audio, uh, the context was there, Bob. He said he would not seek the president's endorsement. When I met with him uh, to give you know, my endorsement to him when he was the only one in the race at the time, uh, he told me that he was fully behind the America First agenda. And by that audio, I did not hear it, and I just couldn't stand to have my name on somebody who, who lied to my face. Yeah, and for those who did not hear the audio, I think most people who are politically tuned in and listen to this program probably have. But for the, those who did not, uh, Craig Riddell, in an interview with uh, a podcaster, basically said uh, that he does not support Donald Trump because he doesn't like Donald Trump. He doesn't like his uh, his name-calling of people. He doesn't like his um, uh, his uh, attitude and the way he carries himself, said it's unbecoming of a president. When asked by the podcaster if he would not seek the president's endorsement, he said absolutely not. Uh, he would not want the president's endorsement after that was leaked or, or released i guess is a better way to say it he then uh, changed his tune and said no this is not this is a trick that was played on me by matt gates and quote some online trickster uh and um uh, i fully endorse president donald j trump so it, 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 is it the statement that he made about not necessarily being in support of, of trump that made you revoke your your uh, endorsement congressman miller or is it his attempt to say no it's not true his you know to kind of cover up the crime it was a mix of both, Bob. I mean, I was talking with this gentleman, as I told you, over the past several months, uh, you know, was supporting him through our campaign, doing everything that we could to help him, endorse him. Um, and he told me to my face when I met with him that he wanted President Trump's support and endorsement and asked me to try to get him a meeting. And so, you know, we were trying to work on it. And when I heard that audio, I felt lied to. And that's why I just no longer... Uh, felt as if that not only my name, but our constituents uh, in the seventh, you know, would want to represent somebody like that when I know for a fact that President Donald J. Trump 
uh, and the Republican primary electorate in the state of Ohio is still well above 75, 80 percent. Um, so I, I believe that we did the right thing. Uh, but I do want to make something clear. You know, I haven't talked to Jr. Um, about this race. I didn't do this for Jr. I I did this because I thought this was the right thing to do. Does that mean you will talk to Jr. Majewski and that uh, an endorsement of him may be forthcoming, or are you going to stay out of it? Bob, I would just like to stay out of it. Um, I, I'm more than willing to talk to Jr. and engage in the conversation. But at this point, uh, you know. When you make endorsements, I would just like to see this play out. I think Jr. and Craig uh, should battle each other throughout the primary. And, you know, whoever wins the primary will have my full support. But to make something clear, I'm really just worried about the 7th District. And I believe that, you know, the endorsement for Craig that I made, um, you know, wasn't appropriate at the time. And what I need to do is I need to focus on the 7th District. I don't need to focus on the 9th. I need to worry about our constituents, the client, the claims that we're closing, helping out the veterans, helping out anyone with health care or immigration services. That's what I'm committed to do. So I'm going to stay out of the ninth district or anything else in Ohio. I've got we have a district to run and to take care of. And that's what I'm going to be focused on. I'm done with the games. I'm here to work. No, and uh, and and certainly that work does need to be done. Uh, but but it it is a larger picture, you know, a, you know, kind of a zoom out look at the Republican Party about how it continues to turn on itself uh, in in ways that you don't see a lot of uh, you know a lot of Democrats doing, which is which is troubling for a lot of us. As a matter of fact, let me ask you about that as well. You were one of the votes um, to expel uh, George Santos from Congress from New York. Um, I'm asking you about this because a lot of people have asked me about this. When you get Miller back on, ask him why he voted to boot Santos. We already have a slim majority, and even though this guy's kind of a clown, he has been around a 90% uh, conservative, reliable, reliable conservative vote on legislation thus far, and we can't afford to lose you know, a voter like that. So they want me to ask you, Congressman Miller, why did you vote to, to boot him without due process? Yeah, uh, and I'm more than happy to address this question. And Bob, I just got one thank you. You always give me the opportunity to explain the votes that I take and for the constituents to hear. Um, and so I, I really thank you for that. Of I want to go back to January of this year. Um, and this wasn't public, and I didn't want to go public with this. But in January of this year, I got uh, a letter from the FEC, and so did my poor mother, okay? Uh, the letter from the FEC said that I had overdonated to Mr. Santos, and so did my mother, by an additional $5,000. Because of this overdonation that I never made or that my mother never made, I had to hire an FEC attorney. Now, I'm fine. My mother is fine. We're vindicated. We're going to ask for a refund, but I'm not going to get that money back. And because Mr. Santos legitimately defrauded members of Congress, and I am one of them, and I am you know, dealing with the FEC and possibly the DOJ uh, when it comes to Mr. Santos and how many people he has defrauded, I received a document by the FEC that was over 100 pages of more than 450 people that he defrauded for hundreds of thousands of dollars, taking their credit cards and information and processing it uh, on his own without their knowledge. And that's exactly what happened to me. And so what, you know, when people ask me this question, you know, Bob, you know, you're there, you're working, and you crush it on your radio show. But if one of your colleagues who sits next to you takes your credit card and go rings it up for five grand, what are you going to do? You're probably not going to like that guy. And you, we can talk about due process, but members of Congress do have due process. It's called the Ethics Committee. And I want to make something clear. 
people in the military operate under a separate code of law. It's called the USMCJ. Members of Congress also operate under a different set of sub-laws when it comes to the governing body of Congress. The Ethics Committee in itself is a due process body. When they come back with their report, that is in itself by members of Congress only, and I stress this only by members of Congress, that is their due process. The Department of Justice will handle his case later on, as they are doing now. But as a member of Congress, that is due process. Um, and so I don't you know, look at the Democrats and think that you know, because they keep Bob Menendez around and John Fetterman, who can barely put together a sentence, that they're the gold standard of who should be representing our party in, in, in the Republican Party. I want better. I want a better caliber of candidates. I want somebody that's going to have a backbone, and I want to get our agenda pushed through in the conservative way. And that's what I'm looking for. And I believe that altogether um, we can get there. But at the end of the day, the guy defrauded me. He's a complete crook. I understand uh, that, that, you know, the vote. But he was literally only here for the vote, and leadership controlled every move that he made. And I want everyone to know that. George Santos did not have an original vote since, since he had became a member of Congress because leadership told him, if you don't vote the way we tell you to vote, we're going to expel you. That's what okay. he also had to go through, by the way, over the last several months. So, you know, that's important, and I appreciate the answer. That's exactly why I wanted to give you the opportunity to address that, and I appreciate you doing that. I know we don't have a ton of time left, so I'm going to move on to the next one. Speaking of legal challenges, David Weiss is now uh, prosecuting uh, Hunter Biden for what what uh, what what amounts to four years of not paying any taxes and living an extravagant lifestyle uh he's facing anywhere between 17 and 42 years in prison but as senator ted cruz pointed out this is not something to be celebrating if you think that somehow the department of justice has turned a corner here and is interested in justice because nowhere in all of the indictments nowhere in any of the charges is the name joe biden listed and joe biden was the direct beneficiary according to tons of information and reports whistleblower testimony and so forth of hunter biden's myriad crimes do you think that this charge against hunter is an attempt to exonerate joe i think they're going to do everything they can to exonerate the president right now i mean he is their only lifeline to holding on to power in the 24 election that's coming up so they're going to do everything they can to preserve him but i mean they can't hide what is the obvious and that is Hunter Biden, at the end of the day, didn't pay his taxes, he illegally possessed and disposed of a gun, and he has constant drug abuse, um, which I do feel bad for in his drug addiction that he needs to seek some help. All of that being said, um, no, I mean, we're going to do this impeachment inquiry, Bob, and we're gonna, hopefully we're going to vote at it on the floor. And I'm going to vote for the impeachment inquiry because the White House is stonewalling our investigations here on the Oversight Committee and the Judiciary Committee run, as you know, by Jim Jordan and Jamie Comer. And right now, this impeachment inquiry will then allow us to get the documents that the White House is keeping from us. And if they would just comply with what we want, we wouldn't have to do the formal impeachment inquiry. But because they are stonewalling us, and make no mistake, I'm here right now in D.C. and have been working with Barry Loudermilk and Jamie Comer and Jim Jordan, they are stonewalling us. They're not giving us what we need. And we are going to get it. Uh, And more so, Um, I also just want to touch on one last thing off on a tangent, Bob. Uh, January 6th, uh, a lot of these depositions are going to be released, uh, and I want people to start paying attention. Barry Loudermilk is working on releasing depositions by Tony Orinato and Bobby Angle uh, from the Secret Service that will directly contradict what Cassidy Hutchinson said in her testimony, and we are working to uncover that 
and to hold these people accountable for the atrocities and these political prisoners that we still have there. So I wanted to share that with you and everyone who's listening. I'm very glad to hear that, uh, Congressman. And the next time we talk, we'll go into more depth on Hunter and Joe and what this means from the DOJ and certainly more on January 6th as well. We are learning so much more from the uh, tapes or the uh, uh, videos that have been released by uh, Speaker Johnson. So we will certainly love to follow up with you on that as well. So, uh, Congressman Max Miller, thank you for coming in. I know your time is short today, so we'll uh, we'll talk to you uh, in more depth uh, the next time around. Thanks so much. I look forward to it. Thank you, Bob. Take right, care. You got it. There's uh, Max Miller joining us. Uh, it's 945. So my question to you, and that was his hard out time, by the way, are you satisfied? I've had a lot of people asking me, not just on the air, but off the air, about Max Miller and why he was one of the votes to get rid of uh, George Santos. And I think I made myself pretty clear on this on the air and when I what I just said to to Congressman Miller I think George Santos is pretty much a scumbag he probably is guilty of all of those things he's accused of but I do believe in due process and until he's convicted of them I don't think that we should be casting him who's been like I said a reliable vote whether it be by threat from leadership or of his own accord conservative votes which are so crucial in a very very slim majority I just felt like it was the wrong thing to do. So I wanted to get an answer for you and those who have asked me to ask him, but also for me. And I have to say, he made a compelling case that due process is different for members of Congress than it is just for, you know, being tried for a civilian or a, or a you know, regular citizen being tried uh, in a court of law on allegations of fraud or, you know, many of the other things that George Santos was accused of. Um, that the ethics committee and their investigations determine whether or not in their mind ethics violations have been made and if they have then certainly uh you know as congressman miller explained it that would mean that is you know he has received due process the investigation by the ethics committee is done this is what they have decided and therefore we have the uh, ability to uh, you know to cast a vote to to expel and that's exactly what he did now having said that i i accept his explanation and I can understand it, I still wish they hadn't done it. Because whether he was voting, as I said, of his own accord for, you know, conservative, making conservative votes on legislative matters and spending issues and so forth, whether it was his own accord or whether he was being threatened by leadership, not you know, to, to make sure that he voted the right way in order to keep his seat. Either way, it was a reliable vote. Now I don't know what's going to happen with his seat. There's going to be a runoff election, or if Kathy Hochul is going to get to point a point, or whatever the case might be. But it is a dangerous um, maneuver when you are literally dealing with just a one or a two now vote majority in the uh, in the House. So there you have it, though. You can respond to it as you see fit. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. We'll take a time out here, and if you want to uh, let me know whether you agree or disagree with what Congressman Miller just had to say, we'll do it. If you want to talk about AI and the ongoing brainwashing of America, first by social media moderators and censors and overlords, and now by computer, people are turning to AI for the answers to their questions, and AI is giving you the left. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.